So hi and welcome to the FG Personal Training Podcast. With me today, I've got Tim Carr, who's one of the trainers of Team FG. Hi, Tim. Hello there. So first of all, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your fitness journey. Yeah, so my fitness journey started quite recently during the first lockdown. Um, started with Couch to 5K and gradually enjoyed working out and got myself fitter and in better shape. Um, it's taken me quite a while to get to that point, though. So I wasn't really a sporty kid. Um, apart from PE at school, never really played sports and wasn't really interested. Um, so I kind of left school without a lot of um, interest in sport or activity or anything um, and spent sort of most of my life and teens and early 20s, like a lot of people, I think, drinking too much, smoking too much, eating, eating the wrong things. And uh, yeah. Um, Yeah, so what kick-started that change then? So you say sort of in your 20s and stuff, it was all the, all the wrong stuff. What was yeah. it, where did you get to in your life that really kick-started that sort of, that you needed to change that? I think, I think it's when I was about 30, um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, um, which was yep. quite unusual and quite a young age, especially for a man. Um, so that kind of really made me sit up and take notice. I think up until that point, it had always been, um oh life will happen at some point um you know further down the line things will come together um and you just kind of assume that you're always gonna live till you're sort of 18 19 you're gonna gonna have a grand old life um and then all of a sudden at the age of 30 suddenly faced with the with the prospect that that might not be true um and, yep. it, and it kind of made me think and made me think about my life and what was going on and you know what my priorities were um so i think that was probably the big the big change for me. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit more if you wouldn't mind then. So obviously people listening yeah. may think that breast cancer only affects women. Um, so I'm assuming that was kind of, well, I'm assuming, tell me if I'm wrong, I'm assuming that's kind of, that was your outlook on it as well. Um, so yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, I certainly didn't expect to have that diagnosis. I mean, I knew that men could get breast cancer um, and I had a lump on the chest, didn't think anything of it. Um, it was actually during a routine trip to, uh, to the GP for a prescription that I said, oh, by the way, while I'm here, mm -hmm. um, can you have a look at this? And uh, she got slightly more concerned the more she looked at it, <laughs> which is never a good sign. Um, and then she referred me up to the hospital for, um, for some investigations and some tests to find out what was going on. Um, and even when I was at the hospital, I thought, well, it didn't even cross my mind that it would be cancer because I was 30 years old. I thought I was indestructible and you know the idea of having breast cancer as a man is is kind of strange for a lot of people I think um so it wasn't until they sat me down and they know you know when they sit you down that it's not good news so um they sat me down and kind of explained that uh what the diagnosis was and what they thought thought it was um and then what would have to happen uh, as treatment beyond that yeah so was uh, that so go on sorry Sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, so was that like, so was that kind of the big change? Was it in your sort of health and your health journey? Was it was that the kind of thing that said, right, I need to, uh, this is a big wake up call now? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a big wake up call. I mean, I'm not going to say that from that moment my life was perfect. It wasn't. Um, I drove home from hospital, bought 40 mile per lights and a bottle of Southern Comfort. And that's <laughs> that's how I dealt with that diagnosis on that day. So, I mean, it's like it wasn't like an instant change. But as the weeks went past and spent more and more time at the hospital and going through chemotherapy and radiotherapy. Um, 
added operation as well. Yeah. Um, it does gradually come into focus and you do gradually start to think, well, hang on a minute, perhaps I'm not indestructible and perhaps I do need to look after myself a little bit. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's quite a frightening time. Um, but I was very lucky then that I had a lot of good people around me supporting me and helping me to deal with that at the time. Um, so it could have been a lot worse than it was. And I kind of consider myself to be pretty lucky to, to still be here sort of 10 years later and, and doing what I'm doing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So obviously people may or may not know that sort of probably 18 months ago, two years ago, uh, you walked through the door of uh, FG Personal Training. Um, tell us a little bit about how you come to make that decision. Um, this is as a client. Um, so tell us how you come to sort of make that decision. Um, and obviously so you're sort of looking at eight, nine years on from your, your, like you say, your cancer diagnosis. At what point was it this time that you said, right, I've got to now, now push on a bit. I think ever, ever since the cancer diagnosis and, and the treatment, I've, I've kind of tried to be healthier and I've tried to be fitter, yeah. um, but I've never actually found a way that worked for me. So mm -hmm. the classic one that I would do is join a gym full of enthusiasm, full of excitement. Oh, I'm going to go to the gym three days a week. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Third week in, I'm only going twice a week. Fourth week, probably not going at all. Um, and then gradually money's just being taken out of my account and I'm not actually getting anything for it. And I, I did that several times. Um, it, it wasn't working for me and I was a bit slow on the uptake, to be honest. Um, and I tried other things. So I tried sports clubs, but that that wasn't really good. As someone who has social anxiety, it mm -hmm. wasn't kind of a great situation for me um, because I had the, the fear of working out and doing things that I hadn't done before, but also the, the social fear of being anxious around people and not wanting to meet people. And uh, so it's kind of a double whammy. Um, I mean, with, with FG, uh, when, I, when I found FG, it kind of looked ideal for me because it was, it was something that I didn't have to think about too much. I didn't have to plan what I was doing. Um, mm -hmm. There was someone there to motivate me. Um, and it was a private gym. So I didn't have that. Um, you probably haven't had this, Freddie, but when you go into a gym for the first time and you're looking around you and basically you're seeing all the people who are fitter than you, stronger than you, better than you, and thinking, oh my God, I'm the worst person to ever come in this gym. Um, whereas with a private gym, you don't get any of that. You know, it's you go in, you feel welcome, uh, you get done what you need to get done and you get out again, which was perfect for me. Um, I can assure you we've definitely been there. We've all been there, I think. I think everyone has a horror story of when they first walked into a gym. Um, everyone has a different situation, don't they? But I walked into a gym when I was about 14. And uh, yeah, it was the scariest thing ever. Um, everything was shiny and heavy. And yeah, it was, it was, a, it, it was an experience, put it that way. Um, but I think we've all had that, that initial kind of reaction, haven't we, where we've gone into a gym and gone, I don't know what's going yeah, on here. Definitely. Um, so obviously, as I said, you were a client, so you took on sort of FG personal things. Like I said, it was it was better for your anxiety and stuff. Um, mm. So as a client, and so from a client's point of view, so as a, as someone who's been a client yourself of sort of what we do, what what was it that set it apart once you were in? So obviously you had the initial as a private gym, and I can get this done, and I don't have to think about it. But what what kept you training? Um, I mean, you trained for sort of eighteen months, two years, near enough. So. Yeah, I think it's uh, it, it was the feeling of being comfortable where I was. Mm -hmm. um, so I felt supported in what I was doing. I didn't feel judged 
um, from the lack of ability or what I perceived as the lack of ability. And I think that was a big thing um, because it's, it's forming a relationship with someone when you're training with someone, you, you're getting to know someone. And whenever you get to know someone, there's always that fear of what do they think? Are they judging me? And we all kind of have those fears about meeting people, I think. Um, so I think, I think the big thing for me was that I didn't feel judged. Um, I could uh, collapse. I could, I could breathe heavily. Um, you saw the state of me, some of the sessions. It was, <laughs> you know, I, but I could do that safely without feeling people were staring at me, without feeling that people were judging me. Yeah. Um, and that was huge uh, because I didn't get that. You didn't get that in the public gym. I didn't get that in sports groups either. Um, it was it was a space to be me and do what I needed to do without sort of the other fears that go around gyms and and other things. Yep. Um, so that is great. So as you said earlier, so you said you weren't a particularly sporty kid. Had there been real interest in kind of sports or fitness or anything like that? Smoking, drinking, and then. I'll say about a year ago, would you say about a year ago, you approached me, just over a year ago, you approached me to to ask about, maybe not working at FG as such, but before you asked, you inquired about how to do your sort of personal training qualifications, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what was it that kind of led to that? Because you've gone from saying you weren't a sporty, active person, really, I had no real interest into wanting to take a sort of a qualification. So what led you to that point, first of all? I think there was a couple of things. I think I wanted to sort of carry on with the journey that I was on. So I, I was enjoying doing what I was doing and I wanted to carry that on. Um, I think there was also a part of, well, actually, this has been really useful and, and perhaps I can do that for other people. Um, so I think it was probably a combination of things that, that sort of made me, made me become more interested. Um, and I think also I quite enjoy learning anyway. So the chance to actually develop my skills and my knowledge around stuff is more likely to keep me motivated in the longer term um, mm -hmm. rather than sort of relying on someone else to do it for me. So I think there was there was kind of a, a push to sort of be a bit more independent with my training and, and doing what I want to do. Yeah, so you bit the bullet and did the course, you did the qualification um, and then yes. you bit the bullet and have now become a professional trainer. Um, so sort of how have you found the, yes. the transition from client to trainer? So um, it's yeah it's it's difficult <laughs> it's, uh, you know i'm not, I'm not gonna lie about it it's uh be, being trained is very different to training someone uh there's yep. it's like any new new job or new role that you take on there's lots to learn uh so the qualifications given me a really good sort of basic knowledge uh it's I, I know the basics i know what i need to know to be able to train people safely and effectively um, mm -hmm. but there's lots more skills around that, which qualifications don't teach you, you know, as is the same with any job. So, um, it's hugely enjoyable, um, getting a lot from it, learning a lot about myself as much as I am about personal training and other people, um, which, mm -hmm. which I love and yeah, it's difficult, um, and it's continuous learning. And I don't think it's something that I'll ever get to a point where I think, oh, I know that now, um, because it's constantly changing and research comes out and different theories and uh, different science comes out and, and things change and you've got to you've got to keep up to date and you've got to move with it. So it's uh, I think it's something that's going to challenge me for many more years to come. Um, but it's a challenge that I absolutely relish and really enjoy. Yes, good. And so so on that subject, and so obviously it's been a difficult, obviously, opening, I'd say, for you, to say the least. Um, brand new trainer. Um, you literally qualified in the middle of a pandemic. 
um, yeah. and then started sort of your business up and running in the middle of a pandemic. Um, what do you what do you think that's taught you for a start? Um, and how do you think that sort of your your benefit from that as a trainer um, coming out? I, of this? I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's shown me that actually I I can achieve even when times are difficult. So I mean, we're you know it's horrendous at the moment for everyone, and you know it's it's no exception here. So. Um, but I have still managed to achieve what I set out to achieve, which was to qualify as a personal trainer and to start training clients. So um, even with lockdown and even with all the difficulties and all the problems that that causes, um, it sort of showed me that actually I can achieve things, which which I'm really pleased with. Um, and I think that's going to set me up because it's a it's a chance or it's an event that I can look back and say, well, if I could do it when things were really difficult, uh, when things get better. I'm certainly going to be able to do it so I, I think I kind of feel like it's the if I could do it through this then I can do it through through anything so um, I think that's a really good sort of base to be starting from yeah definitely I agree and like you said like to start in this I mean to be part to be in this anyway like you say is difficult and hard for everyone um, but to to literally start a whole new career on in this is like you say is, is mm. tough and I think that'll that'll prove massive in the future because when say times do get hard in the future and tough you can look back on this and probably nothing will be as tough as this um mm. so i think this would be like a this would be like a huge kind of reference point or checkpoint in your life all of our lives but particularly for you mm. and sort of in your business career starting out i think it'll be absolutely massive um so obviously yeah. there's there's obviously four of us that work at fg some of yeah. us a bit further down the line than others um some of us a bit more life experience than others um what do you feel that you can add or what do you feel that you add to the team so obviously got myself Rachel and Alex and obviously you're the newest member of the team um so what do you feel that you bring kind of differently to us yeah so I mean I, I think it's I've sort of had different experiences so like I say I mean I, I did I'm not the classic left school was really good at sport and kind of went down that road you know uh fitness and health for me has been a struggle and I think probably always will be a struggle you know I don't, I'm not one of these people who's got to a point where they've cracked it you know I still have to try I still have to put the effort in and I think that probably always will be the way yeah um I will be doing it um but I think also I think a lot of if you look at what's going on during lockdown so you've got people like Joe Wicks doing um doing his workouts and actually I think the conversation needs to sort of come down a level so yeah that's great you know if you can do 300 burpees and all of that kind of stuff brilliant but actually people just need to get moving a bit more mm -hmm. and people just need to um, be aware of the benefits that just moving can have especially when you're sitting around all the day um, I mean we all sit at computers most of the time now uh, doing work and when we're not at work we go back to a different computer um, and so I think what I want to do is kind of make it a bit more accessible in the way that I see it so that it's not um, not incredibly fit people who have these wonderful experiences and can do all these ridiculous exercises on YouTube you know actually I think what we do is about normal people uh, everyday people who have difficult jobs who have kids at home um, and really struggle to actually look after themselves physically and, and to do the right things physically and that's the kind of thing that uh, gets me really motivated is actually just making a positive difference to sort of everyday people yeah and I was watching her um, I was reading some stuff and watching a program the other day on tv there's something about how home fitness is kind of booming at the moment because we can't go outside and we can't do these things and the gyms are shut and sort of the leisure industry is shut 
and they're saying that how there's a big fear of um of gyms closing down because people won't go to the gym um but i actually think it'll be the opposite way because i think people want to get out and go to a different uh sort of change of scenery and stuff i mean i don't know what your opinion of that is but i think the home the home fitness stuff's been great for this time but i definitely think it's a, a needs must rather than a people want to yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree. I think people will be keen to get back to the gym and keen to do things. I mean, I know I can't wait to get out of the house and away from my husband. And I'm sure most people are exactly the same. You know, it's been it's been a hard time. It's been a hard time being locked inside and not being able to do the things you want to do. So um, I think it's great that people have found fitness in a way that they haven't before. And they've realised that actually they can fit it into their life at home. And, you know, some of the stuff that's been going on with PE, lesson, PE lessons online and some of that is brilliant. Um, but no, I think you're right. I think people will have that desire to get back out and and get the benefits of gyms and trainers and all those things. Yeah, I agree. And I think once people do get back out, they're going to want to contact you. So uh, how do they contact you? You can find me on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at Tim FGPT, um, or they can give me a call yep. on 07884 nine seven nine six five six um also on the email tim at fgpersonaltraining.co.uk um so yeah if anybody who's interested in starting or just wants to learn more about what we do and come down to the gym and see what we're about then absolutely drop me a line i'll be happy to help um, and for those of you that are interested in a little bit more in training with tim um, if you visit fgpersonaltraining.co.uk and uh find the meet the team section and select tim you'll find out more about tim there what he does, what he's about. Obviously, you've heard a little bit more from him as well in this podcast. Um, so if you like what you hear or like what you see, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, give him a follow on social media, follow his journey and drop him a line. Thanks for listening, guys.